What's up, podcasters? Welcome back to the show. Heavy metal over six pack. Hey, 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 hey! Let's talk some metal. How old are we today? Over twenty-one. Uh, that's all that matters. I was gonna go with forty, but oh, <laughs> you're talking about that age. That age. Happy forty. Happy fortieth episode, Anthony. Yes. Hey, yo, fist bump. Man. And we're back to the original two at the moment. You're down. Yeah, we're, we're, we're light a host, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to we we got metal today, guys. We do. We got metal. There's metal for days. We don't have to we don't have to dance around it. We don't have to like make excuses for it. There's gonna be fucking metal for days today. Metal, 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 metal. It's like that TurboTax commercial that's like floating around there right there. Free, 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 free. free. We we're just like metal, 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 mm-hmm. metal, 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 metal. No aluminum. Just metal. Yeah, I like what you did there. Even though uh, Luna was technically a metal. I mean, yeah, if you want to be. No, no, yeah. nobody's, nobody's counting. We We're fine. The, We're fine. The culinary school, not metal school. Um, not gonna, not gonna list all those crazy places that you could be, um, you could be listening to us. But I would like to give a shout out if you are, if if you did find us, if you want another convenient location to find us, I'd like to thank Stitcher for now featuring the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast. Moving up in the world. It's actually a pretty cool site. I was telling Anthony off air. There's some, there's some, there's some cool stuff on there, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm already a fan of a, a couple other podcasts. Which I, I don't know, maybe I'll, well, a little email exchange. Maybe I can, uh, I'll give them some props later. Yeah. Maybe we can, we can talk to uh, some, some actual crossover, action. some uh, professional podcasters. I don't know. Whatever that know. is. Yeah. What, like, whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. What the fuck that is. <laughs> I find it interesting. We're, we're one of the only podcasts that like have background music fancy is that gnarly of us to like have background We're music different. like is it a problem that we have background music i don't think so i think it fills it out i mean it's just like we or is it just the fact that like when we talk like we have a, like a lot of like dead air so maybe the background music like fills that like could that, help that, as that, well that, that dead air okay but yeah thanks for finding us go check out stitcher go check out our um our uh, webpage at hmoa 6 pack dot podomatic dot Excuse me. Com. Net. Nom. Net. Net. Nom. Net. Should be nom. N O M. Dot com will get you to us via but Potomatic, but you Potomatic. want that you want dot net. HMOA six P A C K dot Potomatic dot net. That's gonna get you to the good one. So you can actually email us directly at HMOA number six P A C K at gmail.com or you can actually go to that webpage that we just mentioned and like go to the contact us section. And then you don't have to remember the email address even though it's like way shorter than the uh, webpage. Yep. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. All right. But moving on with the day, and our day of uh, full, crazy, fun content, we have heavy headlines. Yes. Heavy metal headlines. 
Uh, as, as for people who are aware of calendars, we are into the new year of the 2019s. Oh, I forgot to say that. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Beer. Happy New, happy new Who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of new beers. We usually. I don't think we've overlapped yet. Not, not to my knowledge. There's this one time that we brought the same beer like, was, to the same episode. That was weird. That was weird. That was gnarly, and it was freaky, and I don't ever want to go back there. <laughs> but moving on. So, starting of this new year, uh, the people of Metal Injection, they have their Best of 2018 awards. Uh, there are over 100,000 votes, casted by all of the Metal Injection junkies for uh, all the categories. You crazy psychos. With some, pra- some surprising results. So... Um, there's a few different categories. Uh, the first one here was the best album of 2018. Now, it's pretty much broken down to a 5% um, of the votes. So 5% right, so being five. the highest amount of people who voted for one thing. Sure, sure. So 5% of uh, 100 million had to have... It's about 50? No, 500-ish. Ish. Right? That's right. That's quick math. I'm sorry. What was the grand total of? 100,000. 100,000. So 5% Roughly. would be 5 grand. 50. 50. 50,000. Yes. Of 100,000? 5% of 100,000 would be 50. Okay, yes. 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 That's close. Anyway. Just go with it. Yes, math. This isn't heavy metal over math. This is heavy metal over six packs. So I'm going to do... I'm not going to do all of them because there's a whole buttload of them. Uh, the number one. Well, you know what? We won't start number one. Damn it. We'll start. Uh, Cliffhanger. From, uh, we'll start from uh, five and go up. With the roughly three percent of the votes, we have Avatar Country by Avatar. Really? That's yep. amazing. Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Good job, people. I mean, I thought the album was weird personally, but right, like well, this, yeah. but the. the the fact is, you're voting for it, and I'm happy for you. Yes! Span those horizons. Get Avatar on a freaking headline tour, man. Um, closer to 4%-ish, uh, we got the Judas Priest album, Firepower. Yeah. So <laughs> ba- there's still baby boomers out there. I'm sorry. I can't be ex- as excited <laughs> about that one as I can be for the Avatar one. A little over 4%, we have the Rivers of Nahil, where owls know my name. Don't know that one. Um, I'll have to take your word for it. I'll look it up, though. Second place, which is, again, just a little over 4%, was the new Behemoth album, I Love You at Your Darkest. How do you feel about Behemoth? Eh, never been my, my go-to band. A little niche follow. Mm. Or my, no, I'm, I'm confusing them with Mastodon. Hold on, let me think of Behemoth. All right, just move on. All right. Don't worry about me. Uh, but uh, the number one, as I'm sure you've all guessed, is Ghost. Prequ- uh, pre- prequel? Is that how you say that? Prequel. Pre- Prequale. Pre-quel. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, they have a full 5% of the votes. So the cult is uh, growing, apparently. I mean, even like uh, Parkway Drive was around uh, number 9 on this list. Perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle was 10. Uh, 11, actually, to be exact. I don't know, Ghost fans. You get you, like, you can you can email us and like direct your email directly at me. I don't get it. It's, uh, not, it's not that it's... It's not terrible, but like I mean, rats, eh, whatever. Rats. I, I don't know. I just. Eh? 
You guys all under kind of, like some kind of like spell. Different times, like... man. Different times. Yeah, but what I appreciate about it is like it's completely, it's completely like different. Like yep. there's nothing like Ghost out there right now. Nope. Like even though I, I honestly think that uh, the song Square Hammer may have ripped off uh, the police. <laughs> do 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 do. Is there a message in your bottle? Yeah, put put them together, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, which whatever, everybody's everybody samples from everybody. I understand. Uh, Metallica stole blah blah blah, and Led Zeppelin is like a cover band, like whatever. But I, I don't know. I just. Uh, Anthony, how do you feel about the new Ghost album? Have you actually listened to the Ghost album past Rats? Not, uh, no. Is it because Rats turned you off? Because like I could give two I, I, craps I about like, honestly, the album. Honestly, I don't mind Rats. It's fine. It's. It's on the yeah, radio. You well, know that's what? the thing. It's fine. It reminds like, me of like an 80s, 80s song. Like the, the weird kind of guitar units. That's the thing, though. It's like, it's fine. It's like, whatever. It's there. It's like, okay, thank you for mm -hmm. not being, I don't know. Not being like bad Hoobastank, but. Bad Hoobastank. I'm going to get that checked out. <laughs> no one wants a bad Hoobastank. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, next in our, our categories, we have the vocalist of the year. Now, this goes up to about a total of 17% of the votes. Um, I'm going to take four of these because uh, out of these four, they go right under the kind of like a weird guess here, about 11%. Everything else is under about a 5%. So these four are just like blowing the other ones out of the water. All right, 11% of a 100,000 vote. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, um,. Fourth runner-up is uh, Mr. Maynard James Keenan of A Perfect Circle. Interesting. Okay. Uh, right behind, I'm sorry, right above that, number three would be, our, I'm going to probably say this wrong, but Nargal or Najal from Behemoth. Okay. Uh, above that, we have Ghost, Cardinal Capia. Is that right? I'm telling you, you guys are all in some kind of spell. If you want like, to talk no. about spells... Number one with a full-blown 17%, Mr. Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Okay, that okay. So Rob Halford, like I'm just saying, like there's still baby, bo there's still baby boomers out I there. I think there's like, maybe an old that are like can't get, like can't let go of the 80s. That's why like these 80s bands like keep selling out like stadiums. Like they just can't like let it go. I heard firepower. Sounds like Judas Priest. Sounds he like Judas. He doesn't do the high stuff anymore though. Well, it's because he's like a hundred. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean that in the nicest way, like nicest way possible. Like, thank you for very much for like keep producing, but I, I, I don't know. There's there's nostalgia in that <laughs> vote. But I, I mean, I agree with number four. Yeah. Maynard, he's a talented dude. He is. He's uh, he's. I he's, think he's more talented as like a, I guess like a producer, kind of the production value as opposed to like. Just him. Say, you know what I mean? I like wouldn't necessarily like. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like the range. It's like the um. God, there's a word that I'm looking for right now. <laughs> kind of like a creative soul kind of a thing. Okay. But very iconic. Your creativity. Very idea. iconic. Because he kind of does one thing. He really does. I mean, if you're in Tool, Perfect Circle, I mean, he's kind of doing like one thing. You know? He either has like some echo or reverb like sure. behind it. But it's still, no, I, I can get behind that one. Cause, plus it's it's um it's original. It is. There's a, there's there's not a lot of Man of James Keenan out there. Only one that I'm aware of. I believe so. 
So next in our lineup here, we have or in the next category, I should say, we have the um, uh, guitarist of the year. Go roughly around 16% for this. And I had to do a little research myself. Um, but uh, we got roughly five. Uh, the fifth position are ag actually a tie. But we have Brandon Ellis of Arsis and Paul uh, Wagoner of Between the Buried and Me. That's a good band. Uh, just barely above them is Marty Friedman of Marty Friedman. Okay, I'll take the word for it. Uh, the um, like, and now we go from eight percent to about fourteen percent. Uh, we have Dave Davidson of Revocation, which I'm not sure myself. All right, they're they're, they're spreading they're spreading their wings a little bit on this. Okay, I like but it. But the the number one at the full sixteen percent is Nita Strauss. Nita Strauss, S T R A U S S. Yep. She is best known for her work with Iron Maiden, uh, all-female tribute band, the Iron Maidens, and a couple Nita different Strauss bands. Nita Strauss or Nikki? No, Nita. Nita. Okay. Nita Strauss. Sorry, Nita. And she did, uh, she's been in a bunch of different things. So. And she's... Uh, she she's... replaced Orianti in the American band hard rock uh, musician Alice Cooper. That didn't make sense at all. But she replaced... Uh, so Orianti used to be the guitarist for Michael Jackson. Mm hmm? And then I believe she was with Alice Cooper, and she replaced her. And she's a fabulous follow on uh, Twitter. So if, if you don't have a needy, if you have a Twitter account and you're not following Needy Strauss, you're 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 missing out because yeah. like she's a wonderful. She was also producer. ranked number one on the list of ten female guitar players you should know. So. The um. Oh my gosh! Excuse me. The uh. The Iron Maidens got like very popular. Uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard of them. Yeah. In fact, we we missed them last year because like I think we were, it was either June first or July first. Like mm -hmm. what what one of those two months? Like they were in the area. And, I don't know. You know, life was happening or like whatever. But um, like they're the the Iron Maidens are like critically acclaimed. But like she, like I said, she's a fat like she's a fabulous follow. Like mm -hmm. if you don't follow if you have a Twitter account and you don't follow Needy Strauss like. Well, you're not a metal fan. <laughs> Knock it off. I would have said the same thing about Ollie Hebert, but... Yeah. Well, he's a recipe, Solly. Yes. Needy's still with us, though. So, like, I mean, by all means, like, go follow her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True, true story. Um, so, moving on. Uh, next is our drummer of the year. But um, Going about 22%, uh, being the max. Uh, let's see. So, there's about five here. Okay. Um... Number five, being around 9%, we have Matt Wood of Vane. Okay. Uh, about 10%, we got Blake Richardson of Between the Buried and Me. That's a good band. About 12%, we have Scott Travis of The Judas Priest. Go back to the baby boomers. I mean, and nostalgia. Man. Like, now, let it go, people. And then from two to one, we have from 12% to 22%, we have uh, Inferno of Behemoth. I guess I should start listening to Behemoth. Plus, the dude looks like the guy from the Wrath of Khan. So, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I, I think I'm the one to point this out. Vane's the Boston-based, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very proud of myself for remembering something. Uh, yeah. So Behemoth. So you Behemoth fans, your beloved Inferno. 
I'm writing this down. I have to start listening to Behemoth because apparently they're epic. Um, next in line, we have our best record label of 2018. Now, uh, the best record label. Yeah. So there's about five that in, that are like ginormously higher than all the other ones, which range from like one to two percent. Um, but we have uh, Seasons of the Mist, and then next in line is Roadrunner Records. In front of that, we got Napalm Records. And in front of that, we have Metal Blade. And then pretty much doubling the votes from Metal Blade is uh, Nuclear Blast. Being the number one. All right. I mean, they've, they're pretty. They got a good slew of... Roadrunner, I've, I've always gotten behind. Roadrunner had some... Uh, Treyu. They used to be Treyu. Roadrunner had some uh, some killer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the 90s and like whatnot. I'm surprised, I'm surprised like an epitaph doesn't make it. I mean, like the. I mean, there's so many on here, but there's so like, Victory Records, um, Death Wish Incorporated. I mean, there's like, forty of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so just a side note, yep. and this is a digression, like something appears. So I, I went ahead and I put some Behemoth on in the background mm-hmm. here that nobody else other than myself and Anthony can actually hear. So you're going to listen to us talk about the behemoth that we're actually listening to right now. And all I can pull from this is like, I don't know, maybe Doom is making a comeback? It's, it's very Doomy. This entire album is pretty... Maybe, like, it's, maybe, it's, like, is maybe a, new, a smidge. Is a new one, right? Uh, yeah, this was released on October 5th, 2018. Yeah, it's a lot slower than the usual. One year before our good friend Dano takes a walk around down the aisle. Yes. Shame. So we can look back and say this is the one-year anniversary of Behemoth. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's kind of, I don't know. Right. Doomy. Doom, doom. Doom, yeah, doom, yeah. doom. Let's, let's skip a track. Hold on. Let's go, let's, let's go to this song called Bart's Zevil. Bart's a So blow your... Blow your trumpets. Blow your trumpets. Bartholomew has been... Downloaded or played 5,951,608 times. And I don't know if I'm 608 or if I'm 609. (laughs) Or if I count because I kind of, I did skip it. That's true. But the next nearest song on this album was downloaded or played 1,360,000 times. has been around for a while, too. Well, they have been. So, I mean, I don't know. Is, is, this like a, is this like a comeback like the Doom? Like a little Doom deathy action? Like a little deathy Doom? Very possible. Leaving Sandy. <laughs> Get on this. You're in, guys. Uh, moving forward. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Don't, don't let me keep interrupting you. So this is uh, this is the best live band of 2018. <laughs> and I'm only going to give it the one because the number one is 40% of the vote. And the, the runner-up is about 8% of the vote. Uh-huh. But they're the mighty Gojira. Yeah. Get that shit out. Okay. This is over Ozzy Osbourne with the Farewell Tour, Slayer with the Farewell Tour, Black Dahlia Murder, well, Behemoth, Avatar, Ghost, Demir Bugir, Bugir, Bugir. I, I say Slayer's the like one that I don't take But any, still, uh, the amount of... It's because they, they suck. This is over Lamb right of now. God. This is over Metallica. All right. And Gojira is the 40 percenter. 
They must pay them. They must pay the crowd to come to the show. Uh, Three left, everyone. Uh, Next, we have the best emerging artist 2018 is the Rivers of Nahil. And this goes in a steady arc. Um, 22% being the highest for the uh, Rivers of Nahil. Right behind him is Vane. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, right before them. Your favorite. And uh, Zeal's in... Ardor? And then Bad Wolves right behind him. Which, I don't know if I can count Bad Wolves, because that they've... it's. I mean, Tommy Vex has been in, like, four bands in the past, like, six years. And they'll just put out a few things and disappear. Oh, is it? But it's up and coming, isn't it? Yes. What's the, uh... Rivers of Nihil is the number one. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean... They're still new. Yeah. So, I suppose. I mean, I mean, yeah. Sometimes it takes four attempts to put out something that's like worth Maybe. It. No, you just got to put a cover. Then you win. I mean, I like the start of this. I can get in. I can, I can get behind this. You guys can't hear this, but I decided to put some Rivers of Nihil because... They're not bad. Behemoth was making me do me. And I don't want to get do me. Uh, finishing up the last two here, we have the medal event of the year, and this is winning by a large margin, is Hellfest of France. All right. Well, in America, like, what yeah, actually right. came? What actually came around like America this year? No, like right is, behind it is Wacken Open Air, and that's also like Ozfest is one and done now. The Mar- the Maryland Death Fest. I mean, would Warp Tour be considered on this? It is not. All right, so. I mean, yeah, the Download it. Festival, I believe we had. Bloodstock Open Air is also out there. Yeah, why does California, Californians, why do you, why the fuck do you get all the cool shit? <laughs> Your state sucks, kind of. That's where they're trying to leave. Uh, last, we'll push this real quick. Uh, producer of the Year. Um, there was a very high votes for a lot of people uh, myself i don't know a lot of them but winning um right over kurt balu is jamie king of the buried of me they are the number he is the producer of the year that's a great band and he looks bored in his picture Woo. On to you, sir. Good stuff, though. I like, I like metal injection. You're good. That's where that story came from, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. So, I brought a topic. I've actually, um, so I actually went through. <clears throat> I went through th- three, four, five, six, seven. I went through eight different articles to research this topic because I was kind of I was actually kind of curious on like all of the quote unquote controversy around sure. it so um the the, the first thing I'm going to bring up and Anthony I'm going to bring I'm going to I'm going to propose this question to you um do you have any history with Arch Enemy not really I didn't listen to Arch Enemy I even with their old singer not so much even with Alyssa I well, I was going to say, because like yeah, the, there's, a, there's, a big, there's a big controversy with Arch Enemy, with like the Arch Enemy fans. Like, mm-hmm. if you're an Alyssa person or if you're an Angela sure. person, if Arch Enemy produces something, like, you know, that, that infamous comment line that I always like to, like, go to is, like, better with blah, 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 right. or like blah, 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 blah. That's blah, what blah. you're used to. So, 
I mean, I grew up with Alyssa's old band. Well, I not grew up, but I listened to them first. So. Ah, she's such a gem. I don't know why anybody would not like Alyssa. So anyway, I actually happen to be a fan of the um, the, the new Arch Enemy that, that like, came out. So, the uh, the controversy, to, 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 to stop goofing around. So, I'll post all of these articles. So what happened was, this is what happened. There is a, uh, there's a clothing company. It's called Thunderball Clothing. It is, um... And... It is founded by someone, by a person named Marta Gabriel. Marta Gabriel is also a, um, she's a member of a band. And I am so sorry. I had the name of the band right in front of me, but I lost the note. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to produce a dead air. Like, look it up. But Marta Gabriel actually founded on her own. So she's, she's actually like a part of like a band. And she founded on her own Thunderball Clothing. Thunderball clothing is done by one human being in the world, and that's Marta Gabriel. So, the controversy is there is a photographer, Jay Salmeron. Vice president of Argentina, Marta Gabriel. Probably not the one, huh? I don't think so. <laughs> not as close. Continue. But, um... <laughs> So there's a photographer at a show, Jay Salmeron. He actually shoots a photo of the delightfully fabulous Alyssa White Glues. Absolutely gorgeous. Connie, if you listen to this message, I'm so sorry. She's absolutely gorgeous. So in the photo... Queen of the Witches, Possession, Queen of the Witches. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Those are those are the bands. That's why the man over there is like working the Wikipedia, but I can't I can't just jump back and forth. So the uh, the the premise of the story. So this the Salmeron dude. He goes to a show. He has his media pass. He takes a photo. Salmeron posts the photo on his feed, like on his information. Like he has a media pass. Like I'm gonna put put it here. Mm-hmm. Alyssa. Here's my heart. Alyssa shares the feed on her Instagram. No problem there. Okay? Is it okay? Photographer takes photo. Person in photo, of photo, in said photo, shares on her Instagram the photo. So then the controversy actually comes from uh, Ms. Uh, Marta Gabriel here. Also reshares the photo from Alyssa's account. So where the controversy actually lies is that Marta actually shared it in association with her Thunderball clothing, saying, thanks, Alyssa, for presenting or representing our brand. And there, there were like there was like three or four different articles that were actually because Alyssa uses Thunderball clothing to create her outfits like on on mm-hmm. on the show so and forgive me for saying this 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 clown cunt Salmeron for like a better term has no problem with Alyssa sharing the photo because oh well Alyssa is just 
sharing the photo because, like, Alyssa's not going to sell more albums because I took a photo. Or Alyssa's not going to get more popular because I took a photo. But then when Marta Gabriel shares my photo, wait, it, wait, 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 wait. Everybody, wait, hold the phone. Hold the phone. She's trying to sell merchandise. Like, she's trying to represent, like, a store and a company brand and blah, 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 blah. So long story short, so the this, this Samurai guy gets a hold of Marta Gabriel and says, um, there's usually, like, a royalty fee for, like, using, like, you're, you're actually on copyright infringement for using, like, my, my photograph right now for the purpose of promoting your store. So there's usually a he he threw out a, like a number there. It's like what like what I'm gonna have to actually ask you to do. Like rather than pay my fee, I would actually like you to give a donation to like a charity of my choosing in lieu of my fee. Kind of weird. For actually the copyright infringement that you've that you've actually committed. Hmm. Now. All this, by the way, I find to be completely. Je- so, I mean, I can, I can, I can probably go off and like rant on like the whole social media aspect sure. of this. Like, somebody shares something on Facebook, somebody shares said photo on Facebook, somebody else shares said photo on Facebook, and some guy actually decides, "You're cool. You're in copyright infringement. You owe me money." Wait, wait. Kind of bullshit. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit bullshit Just because, bit. like, I, I'm reading like all these like legal blah 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 and all this and like like technically anytime anybody shares anything on any social media you're technically in copyright infringement yeah and in all fairness unless you literally took the picture yourself right so if you go to our instagram because like we occasionally will shoot pictures of beer cans and like like some face shots like while we're in here if you share our shit you're technically in copyright infringement yeah now, what I can tell you is, like, we're not going to come after you <laughs> legally, and, like, we're not going to give you any cease or desist orders. We might ask you for, like, five bucks in a six-pack. <laughs> right? If that. <laughs> that's, that's or probably, at least just a six-pack. That's probably as far as we're going to go. But I find it clever that, like, okay, so the actual artist shares his work while he's at the media show. And, again, I'm sorry, guys. I'll link all of this up because... I, I've been reading up on this for like the last couple of days because I've actually been like intrigued because you know he's going after my girl Alyssa. I'm not into that. I'm not down with that. I'm not cool with that. You have to fight Doyle. That's fine. But um, no oh, fuck him. Your hair can't do that. Superhuman strength, man. You know, like that thing, like when you get like, when you get like pinned against like a wall, like all of a sudden, like you have like the, the like the power of like a god or like something. Like when the pregnant sort of, people take like, pick dude, up the cross. Dude, if I want Alyssa, I'm gonna get me some Alyssa. <laughs> uh, Actually, all I'd want to do is like shake her hand and be like, "What's up?" Hey, I exist. Sign my boob. Sign. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, so moving on. So Marta, Marta Gabriel. Now, I'm not sure why this actually... This is the part that I'm not actually sure of the story, like, why it happened. But she started getting, like, all this, like, incriminating crap from, like, the, the general public. It's like, oh, you're a whore, you're a cunt, you're a bitch, like, yep. you're useless, blah, blah, blah. So there's, like, a little bit of, like, a bully aspect out of this. And I'm not exactly sure why. 
Like, this is the part of the story that I, ha I have not found the root of. And maybe somebody can, like, email me and explain, and I can do a follow-up story, like, later on. But why exactly did the clothing company, Thunderball Clothing, get hate mail because of some... some dipshit fucking photographer? Because the thing was, like, the second that he reached out to anybody, even Alyssa, Alyssa took down the post. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, whatever, we take it down. And then uh, Gabriel took it down. Like, Marta Gabriel mm -hmm. took it down. It's like, okay, we're done. We're done. That's it. That's, that's fine. Because the other thing that is kind of like a kick in the balls about this whole thing, it, it took six months for this guy to actually right. come up with all of this. Of course. So he posts it in, like, June of 2018, and all of this is happening in, like, the last right. weeks of December. And everybody's, like, reacting. It's like, okay, it's down. It's down. Like, whatever. It's off. I'm soft. Fucking, yeah, walk away. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. See you later. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure. And, again, if anybody has, like, inside, like, stories, like, please email me and, like, explain. Because, like, like I said, I will more than willing do, a, like, a follow-up story and, like, all of this. But I'm not sure why she was getting, like, the hate mail from, like, the general public. So she decides, that's it, fine. You know what? General public wins. Thunderball clothing, done. Out. Out of the fashion business. That happens. And kind of a crock. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a crock of shit. Yeah. I, um... So what ended up... So I guess the controversy, like, versus... Arch Enemy happens is um, the uh, current manager and former vocalist Angela Gossolo or Gasal. The rumor is that she bans said photographer from coming to any future like Arch Enemy performances. <laughs> Which, and there's a lot of back and forth. So the photographer has been responding to this and like about like the copyright infringement and blah blah blah. And like been giving examples of how Angela Gasau has, has actually done this in the past, and and Angela's like, well, I didn't officially. To be, it's like to be honest, I didn't officially ban you from any performances. But what I did, what I did say, and like in Angela's own words, is like I actually told our people, it's like, listen, in our circle, like this is a photographer, we don't need him here. Right. He can photograph. He can ph photograph any of the other bands and whatnot, but he doesn't need to. It's like, this has nothing to do with Alyssa. This has nothing to do with, it's just how I feel. And this is what I want to happen. Because this um, this photographer has actually gone after Alyssa. It's gone after the band. He's gone after the band. Like, like there's all kinds of like, like crap. All because of a fucking Instagram post, people. Instagram. It's amazing, isn't it? I didn't even know this was possible. Well. I thought I actually thought if you post something on Instagram that it was like public knowledge that you are giving your shit up to the freaking world pretty much. It's like mm -hmm. here you go. Right. Here it is. What? Right. Like where people show stuff all the time. Right. That's you what I'm saying. Like right. where on the social medias does it say anything about don't ever touch my stuff? Right. You can look at it. You can look. Don't touch. Mm -hmm. Don't touch. Well, There's if, a fucking share button right underneath this stuff, man. Well, if, if any case, if, if a situation like this where he didn't want his stuff to be shared and that's or, or didn't, whatever reason, there's something you can do, which is called a watermark. You can watermark your stuff so that when it goes out there, they know it is yours. You know what I mean? That's why they exist. So you can't take it for yourself. 
know. It's like one of the things. You don't want it to be out there in the world. Don't post it on social media. I mean, that's true. I mean, if it, for the bottom of it, yes. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There is like a share button right underneath that. It's social media. so yeah. And he's able to select the people that he goes after mm-hmm. and say, okay, it's, it's cool if Alyssa shares it. But then you're just being biased at that point. But it's not cool if Marta Gabriel shares right. it because Marta Gabriel is associated to a store. She might make a dollar off of it. Right. It's like, <sighs> seriously? Fucking seriously? <laughs> I know. But to see, what actually scares me about this story, like, well, there's two things that I don't like about the story. One, Arch Enemy is getting kind of a bad rap if you actually. Right. So, so if I go down the comments section. Because then I got the Angela versus Alyssa bullcrap and like what? Which guys? Angela is great. Alyssa, oh, God. She's more visually pleasing. You ask. I like the new album. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into the new album. Cool. I, re- I really like it. It's a it's a smidge different. It's it's but I'm cool with it. Like I'm done. I'm done. But where's it going with that? Comments. Oh yeah. So you go on the you you go on the comments. So. Like, this is turning into, like, a negative thing against, like, Arch Enemy. It's like, it has nothing to... It actually has nothing to do with Arch Enemy. Right. It's nothing to do with, like, a... It's like, you guys need to realize, like, what gate you're opening here. And, like, what's going to happen in the future? Mm-hmm. Like, when people start sharing, like... Because if somebody gets, like, a couple cool photos off of, like, a like a concert or whatnot, they get shared. Like, it goes viral. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was at this show. Oh, I was there. Yeah. I did this. I did this. I did this. It's awesome. It's the point of social media. Exactly. Sharing. So if the corporations are going to get involved in, like, the, the big company producers and, like, all this crap, they're going to start taking their own stuff and start, like, firing at us for, like, like where does the madness end, guys? Right. Because there's no visible line of what you can and cannot share. And I mean, there's no secret. Like, my war on, like, the, the social media aspect of, like, everything. Like, how everything in our life is based on, like, Facebook likes and, like, all this crap. But now, here we go, guys. This is physical proof. This is what is going to happen to us. It's impending doom. What if we, as a podcast, share a band page because we love the band and the band sues us? Exactly. All we want to do... Share the fact that you guys are fucking awesome. Pretty much. And now this is a fear. Like seriously, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm going to an extreme right. to a certain extent, but this is what is exactly is happening, like right now. And I don't care what Angela Gasol's reaction was. It's like whatever, Ben, whoever you want. Right. Dude, I got personal grudges. Like if, like when we're out playing a show, I mean, I might have people say, "Hey, see that that person over there." <laughs> Get him out. I'm pretty much all set with them being in the room. Right. And that's a personal opinion. I'm allowed to have it. True. First Amendment. Second Amendment. Played a set for our next ones. I saw some photos of it too. I was wearing some like really revealing tops too, because like I, re- I really went deep on the sleeveless. <laughs> deep on the cuts. Oh my. <laughs> You were there. You're my it drummer. Was. Oh yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's 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 uh, a strange world we live in. It's a, that's a scary world right there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. But that's my story. And it, and again, if if anybody can give me like any feedback, like by all means, HMOA, 
number six pack at gmail.com or hmoa6pack.podomatic.net in the contact us section. Explain to me why Marta Gabriel was getting hate mail from fans because I don't understand how retweeting or reposting or sharing an Instagram post from the fabulous Alyssa with the comment, thank you for wearing our garments right. is collecting hate mail. Because I feel like this is a part of the story that I can't find, and I would love to do a follow-up. Yeah, hell yeah. In the meantime, I love you, Alyssa. And Arch and Amy's pretty cool. See. See, see. Okay. Metaphorical bike drop. Uh, so I'm going to move on to our next news topic here. This one is actually from the um, early December. Um, but it's, it's been circling around, and uh, they had a follow-up and everything, so I was able to get the whole story. Um, for you Ace Ventura fans, uh, the band Cannibal Corpse, uh, the drummer... Ace Ventura fan. <laughs> get it? See what I did there? <laughs> See what... Yeah. Yeah. So you know. You know. New England clam chowder. Is that the red or the white? <laughs> oh. Never remember that. So, um, Pat O'Brien, their guitarist from 97. Like, I believe the one of their, their original guitarist, so I'm correct. Um, so, December 10th, according to NBC, firefighters struggled to put out the fire at O'Brien's house. As ammunition was exploding inside the dwelling, eventually getting the fire under control. That's how we're going to start this. So, while his house was burning, the police officers received a call about a burglary at a nearby home. Uh, They report that uh, O'Brien allegedly entered the house without the family's permission and pushing a female occupant to the ground and warning the occupants that the rapture is coming. Uh, Police eventually found the guitarist behind a fence. Um, So, while he was behind said fence, uh, he actually charged one of the officers with a knife. Um, they tased him, take him down. Uh-huh. So he is, uh, at the moment, he was brought to Hillsborough Con- uh, Country Court. Country he, Club. Country Club, yeah. And he Go ap- play 18 holes, get out of <laughs> your yeah, system, buddy. Yeah, just walk yeah, it off, kid. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he appeared before the judge in an anti-suicide vest and shackles. His bail was set for $50,000, and he would have to be tested for drugs in order to post bond. Alright, remind me, when did this uh, article come out? This is, uh, so, it, uh, the 15th, I believe the article was released. The 10th is when it actually happened. 15th of December, because actually, um, that, that world metal scene group that we're, uh, like, yep. we're, we're following up, there's a, there's a lot of, like, uh, free, yep. like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, uh, upon all of this, um, they, uh, they did do a search on his home, after the fire and everything. It, uh... The, uh, it lists the arsenal of weapons as roughly 50 shotguns, 10 semi-automatic rifles, a couple of AK- uh, AK-47s, two Uzi-style rifles, 20 handguns, uh, one of those firearms is a sawn-off shotgun, which is illegal, technically, to possess, along with um, a couple of flamethrowers, military-grade flamethrowers. I don't know how you feel about somebody being a cannibal corpse having like so many, uh, so many weapons. Oh, and, and on top of that, three skulls. Well, of course. 
and oddly enough, the house was rented. So he didn't actually own his own house. Now, um, following up to all of this, um, there was a thing people were saying, you know, the Cannibal Corpse hasn't said anything, blah, blah, blah. So they ended up actually responding. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna read for verbatim. Let me try. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Close, close. Okay. At least the first half. Um, so this is um. It kind of hurt. <laughs> well, your neck's not that wide, so it's fine. This is uh, the actual quote. As abandoned individuals, we all want nothing but the best for our brother and partner, Pat. <laughs> While we can offer no further information about the incident, we want everyone to know that Pat is getting the help he needs and appreciates the love and support from Cannibal Corpse friends around the world. Pat is currently with family and friends, so they did, they did bail him out. Uh, looking forward to a healthy return at some point. We have psychotherapists getting him off the ass. Pretty much. Uh, for anyone wondering, all Cannibal Corpse touring will happen as planned and all shows will be played because they're actually uh, playing with um, Slayer at their uh, final tour. Really? Yep. The final tour that never ends. Pretty much. Pretty much. He's going to bring that up. Like, I heard, like, the Slayer announced, like, another North American, like, 88 date date tour. It's like, I thought they were done. The uh, the last part of this and the last follow up. Should um, be done. They're old as shit. I'm going to probably mess this. There's a lot of syllables in this word, so please, please bear with me. Uh, Deanna Mazurik. Kiwicks? Well, that hurts. Okay. Uh, the wife of O'Brien, um, sorry, the wife of their drummer, Paul, with the same name I won't pronounce again, uh, they actually, she actually launched a crowdfunding campaign on MightyCause.com to help get Pat back on his feet. Deanne wrote in a statement that Pat had no insurance and that people should not jump to conclusions about it until the full details of what occurred come out. And as of this, uh, nearly 18000 has been raised. Insurance won't have covered asset anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and my last quote that I have is actually from Slayer slash Exodus guitarist Gary Holt. Uh, he needs help. That's not, that doesn't even make sense. So he needs help, is going to need help for a while. Not talking about legal help, although he will need that too. But he's going to have a long road to travel. This is for his rehabilitation. People think Cannibal Corpse are millionaires and shit. They play death metal. One can make a living at it, but they ain't rich, and he lost everything. Help him out a brother out. Hey, he just he just cut me deep with that one. I mean, no, I don't. I don't. But I don't believe for days that like. From a personal standpoint, Cannibal Corpse is rich. <laughs> you know the house house caught on fire, right? He put it on fire. He has three flamethrowers. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> so he's probably like, playing some kind of fucked up version of Cornhole. So, <laughs> like, you're right. Like, So he's he's got to be one of those Doom Prepper guys. Having that many guns, yelling about the rapture. I'm like, telling you, homeboy thought his shit needed to be burnt down. Not even his house. He was kids got, some, kids got some fucking evil demons, man. Then he tried to... Attack of random. This home? is house on haunted hill times like eight. Pretty much. Bro. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna burn this fucking down before it burns me down. 
Fuck my red room. My red room is called the fire room. <laughs> fire room. You know why? Because this is where I started the fire. Because <laughs> it's on fire. That was yeah. in the Bruce Springsteen. We didn't start the fire. What? And I say, no, I did start oh, the that... fire. It's not Bruce Springsteen. It's not? We start... No. Who is it? That's um the piano man. Oh, it's Eric Clapton? What? No, what? Eric Clapton plays guitar. Oh, oh I'm sorry. John, um... We'll get there. <sighs> Believe in you. Ellen John? Close. Who the fuck's Piano Man? <laughs> he sings a song. Sing me a song. You're a Piano Man. Sing it's Ellen John. Sing me a song tonight. No. God damn it. I'm going to have like, so much crap. Billy Joel. This. Billy Joel. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, once... Never mind. Whatever. But, but yes. <laughs> we digress here. <laughs> Too much metal on the mind. Whatever. Too much metal on the mind. I'm not even gonna edit it. I'm gonna, whatever. Mark can look like an idiot. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Like a, I look like an idiot for you fucking people. Like all the goddamn time. I mean, I mean, uh, Bruce Springsteen did have a, a fire-related song. Wait, listen, listen. Oh, still these guys. Really? These guys are pretty good, man. I should follow these guys. I'm on fire. Anyway, I thought that uh, the whole thing was interesting. Kind of, kind of a, a wild race of. No, that's a good story. Cause running actually, around and there's um, I believe there's a GoFundMe page set up for him. I just that's what I said. Yeah, it's the uh, they raised eighteen thousand. Okay, so just point out like when when co-hosts aren't paying attention. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Right about now. Thanks. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now. I miss you, Jay. Almost. Almost. Too much. I miss you. See, usually I'm like defending myself against like Jay at about right now. You do, you're like constantly up, up on your guard. Like, so like, like my, guy, my guard is like constantly. Like I have uh, no idea. Like uh, I'm just like looking around. Like I'm looking behind me. Is he, is he right behind me right like right now? Just waiting for his head to pop out of one of your towels. Fucker! And then go back in. Dude, I might fucking die if that ever happened. Jay, I love you, bro. But if you ever like poke down at my ceiling, be like, <laughs> I'd be like, the dead instantly, heart explodes. So what happened to Marcus? Jay popped out of his ceiling and fucked him, <laughs> mentally, metaphorically, and with a pool stick <laughs> in the eyeball. <laughs> well, that's all of our news for today. Ah, fuck news. Now we got the main event. Main. Ivantalachis. 40 episodes ago. Oh, wait. You do the thing. Heavy metal over a six pack. Hidden gems. Fans you probably should know by now. So. 40 episodes ago. 40 episodes ago. Mm hmm. Episode, I believe, 00001. That's a lot of zeros. Uh, well, they, they just cancel it anyways. So. We did uh, a hidden gem segment, or one of some of our favorite bands that you should know. Favorite bands you have never heard of. But you should. Uh, so long ago. So we're going to continue our little trend. Plus, we're such podcast aficionados. Dipshits at that time. Same thing. Just fancier words. <laughs> more, ele <laughs> more elegant aficionado dipshit, it's fine. <laughs> Same thing. Still a prick. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've I feel like we've come a long way. We've semi matured. Yeah, we kind of we kind of semi know what we're 
doing now, mm -hmm. we know what we're up against. Mm -hmm. We've learned to edit most of it out now. We figured out that you bastards ain't gonna go like us on Facebook or send us an email no matter how many times we ask you. But it's okay, <laughs> we're, cause we're still gonna talk metal. Yep. Uh, so we each have six. Um, so we figured in uh, my text to Marcus earlier in the day when we swapped around our topics was I figured new year, new music to listen to. So we picked some of our own personal favorite gems that kind of are stuck in the rough that not many people know of for your new ears. Let's take a gander at. Yeah, it's going to be cool, too, because I, I know what Anthony's list is, and he has no idea what my list is. I don't. So what's fun about that is I know that Anthony is going to give you like some some crap that you probably should have known by now. And shame on I you. Gotta, I went a little old school with mine. Shame on you for not knowing these bands if you don't know them. There's a couple unsigned. There's mm -hmm. a couple just awesome mm -hmm. shit. And I was actually like looking back. A lot of my releases actually came out in 2018. Really? Well, you know what happened? Like I, I feel like I, I, I've become overcome by the uh, the metalcore. Okay. And like overcome by it. Like just overcome. Mm -hmm. And I just can't I just can't help myself. And become uh, victim. And I'm in. And Spotify is like showing me the light. So the internet discovery section. So I um so I, I, I pulled my six artists from the twenty eighteen metalcore scene. Wow, oh, okay. It's gonna be, it's gonna be metal Corey. All right, I'll let you take the floor then. <laughs> Fuck yeah! First man I'm gonna point out. <clears throat> First man I'm gonna say is actually called Bleed from Within. So when I say this band Bleed from Within, when I say I got overtaken by metalcore, Bleed from Within is probably like the least metalcore of all of them. Bleed, uh, Bleed from Within. So. When I say metalcore, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this because okay. like you know what I'm not always like great with like the genres and the subgenres and whatnot. And the sub subgenres and the sub sub subgenres. Yeah, yeah, and the like, yeah, like, yeah, right. Like, your, your like people get genres. people get like fucking gnarly with this shit. So like sometimes when I think metalcore, labels are inappropriate. When I they can be. When I think metalcore, like I not think like heavy music, riffy guitars, awesome solos, heavy and clean. Vocals, like clean chorus, kind and of or you know, like they Vice they have the combo, they sure. have the combo, they have the balance. Yep. So bleed from within has none of that. No. Well, they don't have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bleed, bleed, no bleed, bleed from within has some of that. They they mm -hmm. have they have the uh they, they have the awesome guitar. They have, like the the drum work and the guitar and in, in, in bleed from within is is fucking phenomenal. Um, they no, are ulcer, from. Am I right? Is that is that correct? Ulcer. What's that? Bleed from within. Ulcer. Is that what that is? Yeah, might be called. Yeah, probably. Um, they are from. Oh, they're from England, Glasgow, Scotland, UK. Uh, where they initially met at a youth club, where they would cover Lamb of God songs. So, so that's how. So, a British band like originally covered band like, like Lamb of God songs. Sure. So it's like yeah. So that, that's some like pretty solid roots. What you're gonna like about these guys, they're riffy, they're catchy, that the guys metal metalcore scream, and I'm sorry, I can give you his actual name. No, I can't because I can't find it. 
yes, members. I'm sorry, vocals. Scott Kennedy. Scott Kennedy, who does the vocals, is absolutely phenomenal. He's been. These guys have been around for quite a while. They are. Um, they actually started in like 05. It's hard. It's heavy. It's catchy. It's riffy. It's awesome. Bleed from within. Nice. That's my gem that you've never heard of, but probably should have. Sold. If you have heard of them, well, tell a friend. Tell all your friends. Some friends. Uh, so with with my my group of bands, I did a little research on them, a little slight background on some of them, just so everyone has an idea where they come from, XYZ. Uh, my first one is a band called A New Revolution. Um, spelled A-N-E-W, as in one word, and then Revolution. Uh, a new revolution was formed by ex-unlocal frontman Joey Danis and includes Frankie Salvaggio and Rob Urbani, former members of Slaves on Dope. That's a good um, the, uh-huh. That's a good Slaves band. on Dope. So the, the album, I, I, they've only have, uh, they have a self-titled and they have their um, second album, uh, I, America, which is the one I'm pretty much going to talk about because that's, that whole album is phenomenal. And I think that's where the core of all this stuff comes from. Uh, it, was, it was released May 18th in 2010 via E1 Music. Uh, produced by Ben Shigel, a musician, recorded producer, and vocalist from the band Switched, who has produced such bands as Drowning Pool, Walls of Jericho, Chimera, and many more. Uh, and this is coming from the wiki, but... Uh, this album was considered a graduation of sorts, um, and uh, Salvaggio was saying that uh, they always projected themselves as intense, driving uh, band. Well, that's not correct at all. We always project ourselves as an intense, driving band live. Still doesn't make sense, but I'll give him credit for that one. Uh, when we go, when we first started, we were finding our identity, like most bands. Uh, from the EP to the first album, which was us finding our pocket. And then this album has pretty much been their evolution and where they want it to be. Um, they're very, very riffy. They get a nice balance to the clean and the scream. Um, last little fun side note that I have about them. So um, this is from 2012. Uh, they started a Kickstarter campaign to finance a new studio album, videos, artworks, and other costs without having to rely on a record label. Uh, surpassing their initial goal of 3000 they raised a total of $5,352. And so with this, they... Uh... Now, so the only people who got this were the Kickstarter backers. So whoever helped them, the only ones who got it. They got a EP Unplugged. And uh, four unreleased tracks. Crazy, Slow, My Reality, and Haunt. They were only sent to said Kickstarter. That's pretty sweet. Um, after that, no one knows. There's nothing. They kind of disappeared. Poof. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, I got four songs to mention from these guys. Uh, Take Me Over is actually their slowest. This is all off of... Um, America. Uh, Take Me Over has a nice female um, vocalist with them. It's not super heavy, but it's, it's a beautiful song. Uh, Brick by Brick is a really good one. Uh, very catchy riffs going on in that one. 
Uh, my favorite is Ashes from Stone, which is just a phenomenal song. And uh, I'll take one off their uh, self-titled album, uh, Done. It's not as heavy, but uh, it's still catchy enough to get a little hook in there. And that's a new revolution for you. Next hidden gem I'm going to bring up is a band called Now and On Earth. So like us? Because it's now. No, they're called and Now on and Earth. On Earth. On Earth or On Earth? Now, there's four words. Now and On okay. Earth. So us, got it. Okay. The, um, the song that actually caught my attention from them is called Majesty. It was actually uh, released in 2018. So... These guys are a Canadian metalcore band now and on Earth use towers of guitar noise, aggressive percussion, dark overlays of electronics, and flashes of pop accents to create an unrelenting sound that's dark and furious, yet also artful. They were formed from a band called Skip the Foreplay. Skip the Foreplay was a Montreal-based band who mixed upbeat dance sounds with metal. Okay. Skip the Foreplay broke up after releasing an album for a high-profile punk label, Epitaph Records, 2012's Nightlife, but lead vocalist Mark Andre Filion and guitarist Charles Pilon and Matthew Maltese were eager to make more music, and 2014, they teamed up with bassist singer Anthony Elaine Rossi, keyboard player Philippe Gerson, and drummer Nick Tremblay to form... Now and on Earth. This is a six-piece band. It's a big band. They're huge. There's a lot of fucking people around. Walking it's, it's around. more than comfortable, I guess, from a stage point of view. Um, so I go back to like my uh, my my metalcore thing that I was like describing before. They they they're very very catchy, very riffy. They're very talented. When, like when it comes to like the guitar, like the breakdowns are like well. Place well performed. Um, bands that we've talked to in the past, like I mean, if I was actually going to compare them to like some like Heart of Jordan, they're very Heart of Jordan-ish. Okay. Shout out Heart of, Heart of Jordan. Which, I mean, I, I love those guys. I love their album. Mm-hmm. I mean, this actually kind of reminds me a smidge, okay. of like where what like what they're doing and like kind of like their their whole approach to it. Um, it's like I said, the the song "Majesty" is the one that like really caught my attention and made like a, a couple of my playlists and like showed up on a few of my um, uh, when you do the uh, the uh, radio stations like based off of a like a certain track, yep. kind of a thing. Um, dude, they're here and now, man. I'm telling you, can it, can, they're from Canada. They're they're awesome. I love them. Metalcore for days. All right. Woo! <laughs> um, I'm going to push back a little older school with mine. My next one. Uh, it's a nice two-letter word. The band Ra. R-A. Uh, they're an American alternative metal and post-grunge band from the Los Angeles, California. Uh, taking their name from the Egyptian sun god. Uh, the band was formed in 96. Took off around 2002. Um... They're known for their hit songs, Do You Call My Name, which is probably their most popular. If any song anyone knows from them, that would be the one. Uh, Fallen Angels, Don't Turn Away, and Broken Hearted Soul. 
Uh, to date, Raw has sold 400,000 plus albums in North America alone. What's actually impressive about that is like Raw was around in the late 1990s and the early 2000s, yep. and they have always, and to this day, been unsigned. Unless Anthony's going to correct me and tell me that they're under record label right now. Not right now, no. No, they've always done their own independent thing. They've always been themselves. They've always been, like, on their own. So, um, I'm, I'm actually going to change you on this one. Um, from one, and do, uh, do, I'm sorry. So, one, 2000, uh, was self-released, the EP. Uh, 2002, 2005, we got from one, and duality was released by Universal Records. Uh, 2006, Raw was a live album with Cement Shoes Records. Now, after that, 2008 all the way to uh, last year, or two years ago now, 2017, uh, has been his own record company, Sahaja Music Records. So, yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> and then. <laughs> So the, the name, uh, I found this kind of tidbit from uh, frontman Sahaj Tukotin. I'm probably going to say that wrong, so I apologize. Um, the, uh, the name Ra, he said there's an underlying theme where 80 to 90% of the songs have the word sun in it. Uh, so I have a little sun fetish, and I thought that Ra was appropriate. He also stated that he likes the idea of the name because it's short. I quoted, if your name is Ra, you've only got two giant letters taking up the same amount of space, so it looks like your name is bigger. So, coolest name, hardest fucking one to search for. Because they either don't think you finished your sentence, or most things don't do anything under three letters for a search box. Which is awesome. So the pain in the ass to find. <laughs> LimeWire had to be three letters or more. So Rock could not be found unless they were searched by the actual song. <coughs> um, so um, the band itself, they're they're definitely a different band. Uh, he gets, I, I believe he is Egyptian. The name Sahaj, I would assume. Um, so they have a lot of sitar action throughout their songs, which is really, really interesting. His vocals are really good. Um, the new drummer, which actually started with their most recent album, Critical Mass, I feel was quite a game changer because he's phenomenal and he puts a lot more into the songs. Um, overall, a great band. If you've heard the one song, uh, Do You Call My Name? I mean, there's plenty more where that came from. They have a slew of albums to listen through. Um, some of the uh, song mentions I got here. Um, I mean, there's obviously the most popular one, Fallen Angels, Do You Call My Name? Uh, from the Black Sun album, uh, Broken Hearted Soul is really good. The First Step is really good. Um, from the Black Sheep album, uh, Supernova has fantastic guitar work throughout the whole thing. And oddly enough, uh, kind of a fun fact, the album uh, From One has a song called I Believe. And this, the album Black Sun has the song I Believe Again which is actually the same exact song, same exact words, totally different tone. Like one's just a little fast, it's kind of weird. It's, it's like just barely noticeable. Uh, and then the last, uh, the new album, I think is actually my favorite album, um, Critical Mass, Super Mega Dubstep, and It's All Over Now are the two of the songs I chose. 
Uh, I think it's their most technical and probably their heaviest album. So, they got a little bit for everyone in there. If you want something a little different, go for it. <laughs> yes, sir. Calls by name. I'm sorry, don't don't sing along with the songs you're listening in the background. I will not. Talk to me, I'm sorry. We're fine. <sighs> Must be my turn. Yes, sir. Okay, so this next band that I'm actually going to bring up, this uh, this hidden gem, I'm going to say, if you are a fan of the... Um, if you're a fan of Trivium, if you're a fan of... I'm having a hard time coming up with uh, other... The, the reason <laughs> why I say... Switch engaged. Well, no, the reason, the reason why I say Trivium is because I actually... I think this singer has like a lot of comparisons to like Matt Heafy of Trivi- Trivium. Um, the band I'm the band I'm actually talking about is uh, called Fall of Humanity. So I was gonna look up like the bio and like all that stuff for Fall of, Hu- Fall of Humanity, but what I actually thought would like be like so much fun would be to read their own bio that they put on Spotify. Because I think it's actually a pretty phenomenal story. So in the words of Fall Humanity via Spotify, I will read you their bio after I drink a sip of beer. Beautiful. <clears throat> when you look at the word humanity, it's easy, easy to quickly associate it with the entirety of the human race. We often forget, though, that it also relates to when it means to be human. Characteristics that set us apart from animals. More specifically, the qualities and the conditions that are best in mankind. For years, science fiction has thrived on the idea of lost humanity, maybe an alien race that invades our world from the cosmos or other another dimension, perhaps sentient beings born of our own hands through technological discovery or possibly a natural or even a man-made disaster that threatens our outright existence. But what if were none of these things? What if it didn't even require something as fatal or, forgive me on this word, calamitous? Sure. But anyway, the world we live in today is vastly different than the one our parents grew up in. Despite the fact that technology has enabled us to connect and communicate to the world as a whole, we have somehow grown more distant and more cold. We prefer the company of our computers and phones to those of our friends and neighbors. More than ever, we point out our differences and put up barriers, voice our opinions on a pedestal with unwavering narrow-mindedness and scorn others for their beliefs. Egotism and entitlement are replacing community and achievements. Suspicious glances have replaced everyday kindnesses. Money and status are worshipped more than any divinity. And that is the bio of Fall of Humanity. So it's the bio of actual Fall of Humanity. I actually feel like these guys are like speaking the words that I've like felt like my whole <laughs> my whole existence. The, the downfall of 
us. But what you'll actually like about the music, like I said, they're very ma- like vocally, vocally they're very Matt Heafiest mm-hmm. from uh, from Trivium. Um, not quite as technical on guitar, but I mean it's still very riffy. I mean it's got that metalcore sense. Sure. Like there's a nice balance. Like there's a lot of cl- it's clean vocal over heavy, heavy music, which when done well, I love. And Fall of Humanity gets my vote. Bands you should check out. This is one. Do it. Or I mean. Or don't. Whatever. On their word, I mean, suffer. Uh, yeah. Mindless self-indulgence of social mm-hmm. human- mm-hmm. humanitarian blah blah blah. And stale blah. beer and, and pregnant hookers. Ooh, terrible. Mm-hmm. Pastafarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on my list, I have the four-piece British heavy metal band from Northampton initially formed in 2014 Sacred Mother Tongue Northampton yep Mass? I doubt it well it's the British okay sorry Uh, the the lineup consists of Darren South on vocals Andy James on guitar Josh Gurner on the bass and Lee Noel on the drums uh, the band performed at multiple uh, festivals throughout the UK, including the Download Festival, 2009-2011, the Sonosphere Festival, 2010, and the Metal Hammer magazine described them as the most convincing young British metal band to emerge in a long time. Um, stumbled upon these guys a, a few, few years back. Um, instrumentally, they are, like, super tight. I mean, they are, like, beautifully tight uh the entire um root of man album is uh my go-to album in this the the whole thing is phenomenal uh fantastic drum work super riffy um and even more impressive guitar work um so their actual guitar player andy james and this is a little bit that i picked out about him from his wiki um so apart from his activities with the band, guitarist Andy James has released several solo albums, including In the Wake of Chaos, 2007, Machine, 2009, Andy James, 2011, and Exodus, 2017. He's also collaborated with Canadian guitarist and producer Ellen Sakalaskow, excuse me, to produce the EP Psychic Transfusion. Now, James has a background in guitar instruction for soloing techniques for hard rock and heavy metal, via a range of tuition DVDs. Uh, he is a contributor to the LickLibrary.com and has also started his own guitar instructional website called the Andy James Guitar Academy. So that man knows his shit. Um, they, they have this kind of... How should I put it? I don't even know the term for Almost like power metal sometimes between the vocals and like the, the, the gnarly guitar solos. Um, if you're if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely definitely jump with these guys. Um, a few of the songs that I've grabbed uh, from uh, 2009, "The Ruin of Man." We have songs to mention: uh, "The Man You Tried to Hide," "Talking to the Ears of the Deaf," and uh, my favorite, uh, "Anger on Reflection." They're all phenomenal songs. Uh, even out of the "Out of the Darkness" um, album, which was their their next one, uh, "Evolve Slash Become." was also a good one off that as well. Band. August stuff, this band is phenomenal. They're very good and very well like talented. They're, they're so phenomenal. 
Unfortunately, like their live performances, I think uh, they're I a little lackluster. I, I think I think we heard of, like the live performances, like maybe try to get heavier than like he is naturally, vocalist-wise. He's nice, kind of kind of off the. Just wants to be cool, man. Just wants to be so. cool. The um next hidden gem I'm gonna bring up for you is gonna be a band called Raven Face. One word. The bird plus face. Raven it's face. Bird face, got it. Yeah, bird face. bird face. They are British. They are a British metalcore band originating from Blackpool Lynn Cashier. They were actually formed in 2008. They have three releases going back to uh, 2010. This is Annihilation in 2010, Divided Kingdom in 2017, and Breathe Again in 2018. The, um, the song that really caught my attention when I actually uh, decided that these guys were like worth the uh, worth their luster was a uh, song called um, Be Silent. Um, oh, this one. Yeah, this one. Alex, if you know this song, tell us what you think. Yes. But what's really cool about like the, these guys, like the um, they're very, they're very, it's very like as far as like metal terms go, they're very soft and lovely when it comes to, like the guitar action. And I actually think this guy like it's like vocally is very powerful. And I love the lyrics, like the lyric, the lyrics like just great, like they're they're great lyrics. Well like you, you you know when like lyrics suck, because like you just can't like deal with it. And I I can't I can't think of like a top of my head like comparison like for, for like where I would go like with him vocally, but. It's it's a it's a good story. His, it's his a good vocals grab. remind me of uh, Five Finger a little bit. Like he's got the Ivan Moody sound with his clean. That's what I get from. Maybe him. okay. Maybe. But if that was the case, I'd definitely like the writing a lot, a lot better. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I don't even haven't even listened to it, and I can probably agree with you. But the um these guys have uh these guys have been around for like a long time like I said these um like like 2010 was their first official album 2010 17 and 18 so I mean obviously they're like on a like a comeback like a comeback tour kind of a thing but evolution tour yes absolutely they are um actually they actually list their influences Metallica Devil Driver Lamb of God Avenged Sevenfold Linkin Park Five, Five Finger Death Punch Kill Switch Engage Meshuggah and Gojira Gojira and Decapitated so I mean if you're a fan of any of those bands I mean this is probably like something for you but I mean I love them they're on like one of my regular Spotify playlists and you should probably know Raven Face that's <laughs> my story I'm sticking with it beautiful button to press for. So, uh, I'm going to push back uh, again. Uh, early 1997 from our hometown of Boston, Diecast. Um, they were originally established as a four-piece group featuring vocalist Colin Schliefer. I mean, that's probably, probably wrong. Uh, Nassim Rizvi. Their bassist Jeremy Wooden and drummer Jason Costa. If you're unaware of who Jason Costa is, Listen to All the Remains from 2006 to 2018. He's been their current drummer all the way since... Uh, 
overcome. So all the uh, two weeks and Chiron. All Mr. Jason. No, that was the drummer for them? He's their current drummer, all the way from 2006. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Diecast ended around 2006. They kind of stopped. Um, these guys, when I was in my first band in high school, uh, these guys are a big influence on our band. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, good bounce when the clean and angry vocals. Uh, very, um, I'm not sure you can put it, maybe kill switch-ish. Um, maybe if... I guess he kill switch. You know what uh, I mean? Uh, yeah, he kind of got a... that kind of uh, this to it. Um, they've always been catchy. They're, they're very uh, breakdown-y. Um, but they have that, like, 90s, 2000s sound. They're not, like, the new, like, what's the word? Heavily produced. You know what I mean? They have a little rawness to them. Um, both their albums are fantastic. Sorry, keep going. Uh, Internal Revolution. And uh, Tearing Down Your Blue Skies, which was actually re-released in 2010. Um, come up, so this band's had nine member changes through their two albums. Or three albums, two and a half albums. So I'll figure that shit out. But uh, songs to mention. Uh, Torn From Within, which is probably my favorite one. It's a great, a great song. Uh, Pendulum, uh, These Days. Uh, all from Tearing Down Your Blue Skies. Um, fractured, nothing I could say, and fade away both from the Internal Revolution, which is a semi most recent album. And honestly, the cover of Raining Blood is quite fantastic. Definitely, uh, if you want to go back in time a little bit and check them out, definitely recommended. Just listening to the background, I actually like this guy's vocals on point. Oh, yeah. I, I dig these. Like you can, you can get into this. Especially coming from a, uh, my uh, my crazy uh, year-long metalcore background, <laughs> I can totally get like get into this. Yep, yep, yep. It's my turn. It's your turn, sir. How about Hollow Point. Like the bullet. Hollow Point. Or like holla at your point. No, just like Hollow. Okay. Like H A L L O W Point. That's the band. These guys are based out of St. Louis, Missouri. They just Ooh, came off on the sale. They just came off an East Coast tour that I was actually kind of following. They just released a um, this wicked killer video for their their uh, latest single, uh, the Resistance. My Resistance, excuse me, this came out in October of 2018. Goes right along with like my metalcore roots that I've actually been kind of like laying out for you, man. Like these guys, like. They're well produced, which is a, like the thing that I I think is like probably key in like all of this stuff. Like anytime you have a band that's like well produced, like they they just sound like amazing, like just so great. The um the heavy vocals, the clean vocals are are just like spot on. I mean it's a nice balance. It's got like a it's got a great energy to it. They um I 
just reading off uh, actually their stories, like right off their Facebook page. It's like based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Hollow Point is just a heavy metal band. They're uh, determined to make their mark on the industry. They have influences consisting of uh, Metallica, Trivium, Lamb of God. Hollow Point infuses modern day melodic hooks with songwriting progressions, reminiscent of their forefathers. So when I read that, it's like, you know, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but you know what? I'm just, I'm just out there. I'm just awesome. That's that's how I that's how I read some like a like a bio like that and simple you won't you you won't you won't regret like like I said their their latest their latest uh, signal <laughs> signal 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 six pack by the way everybody but now it's um, like a two pack my resistance um there's a video out the single is out they're just coming off a tour. You know what? I'm actually gonna do like my 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 damnness actually get them like on the, like actually give them a, like a little chit chat with us. Like, this is one of my targets. So Hollow Point, if you're listening, come find us. I want I want to talk to you a bit. But yeah, here's my hidden gem. Beautiful, beautiful Missouri, yo. What's up, Middle Country? Middle. We're gonna move a. Uh across the sea a little bit here with a Swedish metalcore. You're welcome. Uh, band from Trosa, formed in 2004. Uh, the band is the simple one word of Adept. I didn't realize Adept was across the pond. They are quite Swedish. Holy shit. World just opened. <laughs> um, they got four studio albums, three EPs. So... Fun fact of how I found these guys. The first, so when I became my first day a Spotify user, when I stumbled across the app and, and whatnot, third song that I stumbled across was actually the one that's playing at the moment. That you can't hear. That you can't hear. <laughs> we have so much more capabilities. Um, Go to uh, patreon.com, look up Hippie Metal over the six pack and like donate some cash and like maybe someday we'll be able to uh, play these songs. <laughs> play the for songs you. for you. Just um, I started off, so as soon as I heard that song, I checked into them. Um, Another Year of Disaster is the album in which the song actually comes off of. And um, this album is fantastic. It's their first studio, full, full length studio album. Um, he. He has a very unique scream, I guess. It's like high pitchy. It's a uh, squeaky, it's whiny, pissed. but I'll I'll punch you in the balls. Pretty much. And there's like there's a nice flow between both those, and, and there's a lot of layering action going on. Um, very very good. Um, moving on to the second album, Death Dealers, also very very good. Uh, super well done. Um, after that, we have the uh, Silence of the World, which um, this is all from Panic in Action. Um, Jesus. Uh, the label pa- Panic in Action, um, which all three of those albums are really good. I prefer the first two over the rest of them. Um, and then their, their last album, Sleepless, is their first album with Napalm, uh, the label. And it's a little softer. I feel it's not as uh, as punchy, as catchy as this is. Um, I mean, the guitar work in this band is quite 
I mean, they're Swedish. I mean, I just feel like you just know what you're doing at that point. Some of the, uh, I got a few mentions um, off of Another Year of Disaster, their first album, uh, Business of Living, Shark, Shark, Shark. Uh, my favorite is uh, Grow Up, Peter Pan. <laughs> Which I've learned that all these songs are pretty much how much she hates the girl that dumped her. Literally. It's, uh, you gotta, every, you, gotta pull, you gotta pull inspiration from somewhere. Every song is pretty much. Let's go big or go home. Uh, uh, moving on to the second album, Death Dealers at World's End, is probably one of my favorite songs. It's, I mean, the opening to it is just baloney. Um, From the Depths of Hell is really good. The Lost Boy is also quite fantastic. And oddly enough, so going with our topic here of, of, Coming from an ex-girlfriend, the off of Silence the World, there's a song called The Means to the End, where there's a female singer, and she's like responding to his hatred for her. It's weird. It's very strange. Like, you know, I can't put it without you actually looking to the song. So if you look it up, you'll see what I mean. But overall, the, the band is fantastic. Definitely a gem to dig out of your treasure chest. Add to your uh, your gauntlet of music. Put it in your audible spank bank. All right, so be my uh, my turn for the uh, hidden gems on uh, 2019. I uh, so I may have jacked up like my number of uh, bands that I, I brought with me today. Meaning uh, I was supposed to bring six, but I only brought five. So I'm gonna throw a six in the pot, and it's gonna be um, some uh, uh, selfless. What's the word? Self self promotion. Some selfless self promotion. Yeah. Some some action. All right. So you guys are gonna want to check out Sire. You laugh. You I, laugh across the table. I didn't laugh. But the the I reason the reason cynically. the reason why you're gonna want to check out Sire. It's a S I R E. Capital R. Capital yeah, S. Capital capital S lowercase. Don't ask how I, I know this. Capital R, capital E. And the reason why that's like a selfless um, self-promotion is because that, that's our band. And if, you, if you've been paying attention to like our social medias, we're playing the next two events that we've been promoting like pretty, uh, pretty uh, I don't know, we, we, we've been trying to promote these next two events. We have one this Saturday, which this episode is not going to uh, be out prior to that. So the fifth and the twelfth, like Sire is actually playing, and I'm I'm actually I'm very excited about this band. Like I really am, and I'm very excited about like what we can possibly do with this band. We had a we had a really good practice like yesterday, and what you're gonna what you're gonna like about this band is like you're not gonna get like hung up on like like world issues or like any of that 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 stuff. Like we're we're we're, we're kind of telling like a story. Mm-hmm. There's a story in this band. And there's a really cool story in this band, and it has like a lot of fantasy in, involvement in it. But like, if you take if you take like, the real world and like you kind of combine it with like the fantasy world, like that's what this band is going to like portray to the world. Let's put it this way: if if, if uh, I myself am a, a a large Dark Souls uh, player, follower, reader, uh, death acceptor. Um, if you're into that kind of lore, this is kind of up your alley. So that's a band I'm going to throw out there as a hidden gem. It's at Sire Metal Band. That's on, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, 
don't know if we have an Instagram. Besire, nope. I don't know if we, but at, sorry, but it's only three of us. So like you need four pages on Instagram. Um, we're currently on Reverb Nation, but like check check um check the uh, Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast, and like we'll keep you updated as to like where where the music can be found. Because um, it's not very public right now. Like Reverb Nation right now is probably the best place. There's a mm-hmm. couple of demos up there, yeah. but yeah, some uh, selfless uh, self promotion right good, there uh, because good reach. Why the fuck good not? Plug. It's our goddamn platform. We'll do whatever we <laughs> want with it. Uh, Go listen to our goddamn band. Uh, my last, my number six. I brought these guys up actually uh, two episodes ago when we spoke with the uh, Cutthroat Conspiracy guys out of Texas. You guys know who you are? Um, They actually got to play with them. They're a band known as uh, Sons of Texas. I picked up these guys about last year um, in my my music discovery session. Um, Refresh my memory. Were these the ones that have the uh, barber? Yes. With them at all times. Yes, this is the one. Fun <laughs> facts. <laughs> That's so fun. Fun facts. I love fun Thank facts. Thank you, Cutthroat, for your uh, fun facts. Um, Sons of Texas was formed in McAllen, Texas in 2013. Shortly thereafter, the band was signed to Razor and Tie and entered the studio with producer Josh Wilbur. Uh, what is that? What kind of symbol is that? What is that called? I'll figure it out later. Lamb of God, all the remains, hate breed. So, um, these guys are, they're kind of like that southern metal. Um, super catchy riff nonsense. Lots of squealy squealies. Um, they're all stupidly talented. Uh, their lead singer, um, Mark Morales, is like if someone took Phil... Um, Osamo and yes put him into two people yep he, he's, he has that Pantera sound the whole band has the Pantera sound but him in particular has like that total Pantera sound and they're, they're phenomenal both albums um, Baptized in the Rio Grande 2015 Forged by Fortitude both beautifully fantastic albums through and through um, if, if any of the bands you listen to out of my list, this would be the one I would recommend. Um, my songs to mention off their first album, Baptizing the Rio Grande. You have Never Bury the Hatchet, which is a fantastic song. King Nothing, also a fantastic song. Morels of the Helpless Kind, also a fantastic song. Uh, if we go to the second album, Forge by Fortitude, this one's not as heavy. It's a little more on that southernish uh, kind of... Um, Catchiness, uh, guitar riffness. I'm gonna use this a lot. Uh, Down in the trenches, cast in stone, uh, wasp woman, and forged by fortitude. The uh, self-title of the actual track. But this, uh, these guys are fantastic. Definitely uh, check them out. Totally a great ad. These guys are these. They're, they're phenomenal. If you love if you love Pantera, I mean you'll you'll you can get into these guys like something fierce. Like Anthony says, like the squealy squealy, like it's got a, it's got a lot of like dime bags. And their style. bass player is fucking phenomenal. Have to be. Phenomenal. Have to be for something like this. Yeah. And that's our six on six. 
for the New Year's new tunes for you guys. 2019, yo. You know what the the uh, the the theme of the day is? Like you have to you have to branch. You have to get out there. You have to check out because like they're. I actually personally feel like there are regional acts in the in the country that are not going to get like the national play. But you have to seek them out, and once you do, you'll fall in love, man. Because like these guys are awesome, like absolutely killer. So the moral of the story, seek out new music on a regular basis. Love what you love and seek out more. Agreed. And with that being said. Let's talk some beer. Let's do it. We're all about the beer. I'll start. I went local friends, Eastern Massachusetts, Night Shift Brewery. I went with, oh, there's still more in this can. I didn't realize that. Uh, Night Shift Brewing, I went with the Awake, the Porter aged with coffee. That one's pretty good. It is pretty good. I, I, I Are would you say, awake? I would say, I, <laughs> do you feel awake? Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel awake, but okay. what I will say, as far as the, uh, the, the Porter goes, Night Shift never lets you down. This is uh, these guys are these guys are getting huge. I mean, I know they're they're in the they're in the Boston area, they're in the Boston suburbs, and um, they have the they have the tap room. They actually have like the uh, the, the distribution when it comes to, like the cans and whatnot. Not gonna be disappointed by pretty much anything that comes out with Night Shift. But like I decided to go with like the dark, the porter, the uh, the the co the coffee style porter being like the uh, the winter months and whatnot because you know you need something like soothing like something like really heavy on the soul kind of a thing and i was going to give the uh the awake a rating as far as the porter goes i'm going five five out of six wow that's high for you it is. new I'm year new beer right i'm a happy guy happy right new now. beer i'm a happy guy right now <laughs> Happy guy right now? I gotta get some people in the green. What you mean in the, in the banana bread? No, yeah, uh, no banana bread. What do you want to make that? Uh... No banana bread for the beer reviews. That's that's album reviews. Fine, fine. I'm just hungry. Yo, we need some people in the green, in the beer tree. Beer tree. On the website, hmoa sxpacka.podomatic.net. Click on the beer link and you can see all these fabulous beers. Still under construction. I put them all on, on there. Progress. But like I said, you can't go wrong with Night Brewery, guys. And the, the Porter, it's right up there. It's smooth, it's easy, it's it's got a it's got a killer like alcohol by volume. Awesome. I'm in. Five. Five out of six. I uh, I also stayed quite locally. From the Ipswich Ale Brewery in Ipswich, Mass. Funny because I think we switched a little bit because I usually do like the porters and the, the stouts, and I know you've been into your sours recently, so. I'm not into sour. Mm hmm. But you like them. Well, like, mm -hmm. I've, I've learned in the mm -hmm. 40 episodes that we've done this, <laughs> this podcast <laughs> that there's not much I don't like. That's fair. 
Uh, so the one that I grabbed is uh, the Bohemian Raspberry. Which, if you don't know what that hooks to, probably shouldn't be listening to this. But, I mean, for all you Queen fans, you know what I'm talking about. It actually has Mr. Freddie Mercury on the front. It is a Raspberry Kettle Sour Ale. Which, it's exactly that. It's raspberry and sour as shit. <laughs> I give it a three. It's not great, but it's drinkable. It it's 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 proved what it wants to be, and it's done. Now, to do uh, defend the beer, you have to uh, you have to be into a sour in order to like a sour. That makes sense. Because I personally. I'm not a huge fan of the said sour, but if you're into it, it's probably a thing. Like I saw that. Like I, I liked how they, uh, the the play off the Bohemian Rhapsody. Definitely worth a check out. But yes. With that being said, any final thoughts for the people? Happy New Year! More whole new year to listen to more stuff and us yeah <laughs> drink beer listen to metal listen to podcasts like share listen repeat and cheers goodbye this episode another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack this is anthony marcus and jay signing off see you next time